0: This week on the Pushable Legs Podcast, we talk about having confidence and trying new things in the gym. Also, realistic expectations for online coaches picking up online clients. And um, three, two, one, it's finally hot here, Dan.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Pushable Legs Podcast with myself, Dami. Me, Tom Horse, What's going bro? I think we need to redefine the word hot, Tom. Uh, <laughs> Well, Do you mean lukewarm? Do you mean tepid?
0: It's nice. Came back in a t-shirt. Nice,
1: Ooh, check you out, mate. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the last time I wore anything other than a t-shirt, to be honest. But uh, yeah. there you go. This is... It's my life. It's 42 degrees today. It's hot. Yeah.
0: Well, I noticed, um, I know one of my clients from Kuwait. I to see him like for the summer. And uh, he's coming back. And I believe it's something like 52 there. A mm-hmm. bit that that really hot. That is very hot yeah i was like absolutely no i was like i will see you in a couple of weeks uh, he's like yeah a- <laughs> that's yeah that's no fun isn't it well like, i think i don't know whether it was just in his car but it was that hot i was like turn the aircon on i Gee, I'm pretty no. sure you can afford afford to run your car with the aircon on so and you're uh i always tease him that he's either got camels or a gold gold lamborghini uh I don't think he has that either. I think he just has a normal Land Rover. But I was like, "Oh, you guys driving yeah. it? Gold Lamborghinis? They're like Ford Fiestas over there? Jesus!" It's when something prestigious becomes kind of filtered down, isn't it? Because there's two, so many people have them. So,
1: that's it. Exactly that. That's the problem.
0: Uh, that's why Dan's got his uh, his Mitsubishi and his Kia. So you know, yeah. mate. It's. The way <laughs>
1: It's the oh, way please. forward. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there's too many Rolls Royce out here. So I'm like, I don't want <laughs> too, many, too many of them. So, yeah, that's what I say. Right,
0: what, but, yeah. What's happening in the world of Daniel?
1: Not a lot, mate. You know, not a lot. Um, golf is going badly as usual. Uh, I still can't put to in my life. Um, but, yeah, you know, than that, we're great, mate. We're great. You know, we're, we're absolutely fine. I'm not worried about that at all. Promise. Um, so, yeah other than that we're all good busy week, Um leading up to our event we've got I'm um, flying back to the UK next week so that- <laughs> yeah. if I get late yeah let in. Yeah. Um, yeah I hope not yeah I hope not hope not um, and then yeah that's it and then yeah busy week and then we've got a week next week a little bit quieter before the event um, and build up to that so yeah mate nothing crazy what about you are you enjoying you're enjoying the sunshine mate I bet people are enjoying the uh, the parks of London I bet they're out you know, all the debauchery, drunkenness, barbecues <laughs> on the on the grass when they're not allowed to there oh, was
0: barbecues the... on the grass, yeah. Last week yeah. I saw that. It was
1: kind of some some kids, some rough ruffians, youths,
0: ruffians, like in Regents Park, no less. Um, yeah, doing a barbecue and then getting ah, hysterical, uh, that they couldn't put it out and then they realised they could use water, um, which is fantastic. Yeah. So usually good. Um, I'm always surprised because obviously like all the ducklings and like chicks and stuff are out, right? And I witnessed like duck murder like a few weeks ago, uh, where like one like Egyptian goose went nuts on this other duck and actually killed it because it went too close to its other stuff. But anyway, that was fun. Um <laughs> it was like one of those things where like I really didn't want to watch it, but I couldn't look away. Mm. It was just like it's happening in front of me. I was like, I cannot not watch this. Um yeah. I felt really sorry for it, but yeah. Well, nothing. Nature, it's nature. nature isn't it? You can't intervene. Yeah, correct. So I've been shouting that. but it's it always it amazes me. Like obviously around Regents Park, um, the amount of tourists, um, that go up super close to like the geese when they've got all their gooselings, and the ducks when they have got all their ducklings, because like geese are aggressive fuckers. Like they are. Yeah. They will hiss and spit and shit like that. And then, like, these tourists are like, <laughs> and they'll, like, parade their kid, like, who's, like, two years old, right next to the fucking gooseling. And, like, this things, like, hissing out. Like, what are you doing? and And, it? and Summit, Summit in me really wants them, like, the, the, the owner, the owner of the child, the parent to get... <laughs> to, uh, to get pecked and, like, to get, like... Bleh. It's bad, isn't it, but... Really want it to happen, it's just for bad, their yeah. yeah. But it'd be funny though, no? Buddy, I think buddy it would be. I
1: think, I think it would be funny to see something happen that you know they had to intervene in some way. Um, but I'm sure that the problem with that would be, of course, that the you know the goose would get put down probably c- mm-hmm. just because the human was an idiot. That's what I hate in all this stuff. Is the amount of times you see like animals put down because humans are morons, winds me up. Oh, yeah.
0: Um I started watching Bear yesterday. What's that about? Um it's about a uh a chef in Chicago who was a very good chef, and then he goes back to this other place because his brother died. And uh yeah, it's just like well it's this Chicago renowned uh, sandwich place, and he tries to save it. It's some deep shit going down. Um but, yeah, mm-hmm. quite good. Enjoying it enjoying it so far. Apparently there's season two coming out. So there's I was nothing about like was Bear Grylls or something. Nah, it's nothing about Bear Grylls. No. It was pretty good. I don't know what it's from. Disney? Disney. I think Disney. Something that's not Star Wars on Disney is, is the same for me. So that's pretty incredible. So I'm happy about that. Um, Apart <laughs> from that, um, nothing crazy happened in my ends. Um, Just... Yeah, I played a lot of golf, weirdly, over the last like couple of weeks. So which has been good. As you've probably seen my scores steadily going down because I play and then I won't play yeah. for a while. And uh yeah. Be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what happens. Yeah. When you play Tom, you're actually all right. Interesting. But um I played a terrible course on uh Sunday, which I was fully hung over for. So that's why I didn't I didn't play. I played fine. I shot like seventy five, but it was a par sixty eight. So it was like inflated. Um, oh, wow. And then, um, but it was the, possibly the worst course I've ever played in my life. So yeah, don't go playing play Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's, it's like brand new and like they've, yeah, it's just not, it wasn't nice. I will not be playing it again. Um, it was like, you could tell it was a real newbie starters course as well. So I took my mate who's just learning to play golf. And I was like, I think this place is just open and I think it'd be perfect for new people. So we went not played it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not playing here again. No. Yeah, it again." <laughs> <Like>, yeah, like, <laughs> like that, and it took ages. Like, past 68, probably should take like three hours, four and a half hours, maybe five hours. I was just like, "We'll wait." What? little well,
1: busy. Oh, yeah,
0: I, I was just like, and also because obviously, I I will quite happily golfers can be terrible 100. <laughs> percent That's absolutely fine, but nearly every like group was terrible, so just like yeah. made it even longer. I was like. Mm. Yeah, it's okay. just frustrating isn't it? it's you
1: just don't need it you just don't need that when don't you're either. a decent golfer you don't mind if the person you're playing with is a bit like that and you can get yeah, fired I couldn't part. give a shit like it's just yeah. like, I'm not
0: Um. yeah obviously you play, play. I'm, I'm fairly relaxed when I play so it's like it's fine not so, like that I, 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 um, I have to
1: let it out I can't keep it I said, I said this to someone earlier today I was talking to someone about it and how I think with golf some people try and like control their emotions and like you know keep it all in and I'm, for me that makes me worse because I it just builds up I have to yeah. let it out and then I'm like able to focus again um but yeah this um it is interesting
0: I did throw my club on the floor so I guess I do let it out in some sort of uh, instance or I'll shout I'll yeah. shout at myself. I shout at myself more than anything else. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what you I know. do. I don't throw my clubs around; they're too expensive for that shit. Um, <laughs> unless they're my irons. My irons, I throw around a little bit more. I can. I don't mind. my my driver and stuff like that. I don't. Yeah, I'm not afraid of that. <laughs> no. I'm like fucking am uh, Heavy insurance. I've that, thrown so. balls in lakes before and stuff like that. After three putts and things, you know, standard. That was every hole for me. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bit odd,
0: bit odd, but all right. We have uh, a couple of topics walk about on uh, this it's actually getting darker now it's not getting darker that's what's good about this time isn't it like so you'll mm-hmm. be over in the uh, the height of uh, summer for England yes. I guess ish but the height of light Yeah, that's what I, I do like about this because you're like oh yeah oh, it's, it's like nine o'clock and it's still light out oh it's great yeah, it does feel good doesn't it yeah it, does, cool. it is quite nice yeah but then it's also in the mornings that like, you actually feel like I'm up heard also, I'm up early and then it's like, oh, yeah, it's actually mm. bright and lovely, but still cold, still cold in the morning. Still have to put a hoodie on. bit weird. Wow. Don't like that. Get warmer, please. London. Um, Yeah, we're going to talk about... People will just uh, vaguely relate this. Fucking coaches. Dan's having a real run. Um <laughs> We'll wind you up and let you go. Um, but yeah. we'll talk about a little bit of confidence because you you actually made just an interesting point on relating what we're going to talk about in terms of confidence of trying new things in the gym. So I was relating to coaches. Obviously, it's, it's kind of on the echelons of what I do and coach coaches and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about a little bit of expectations. I think these, again, are both things that coaches do with their clients
1: oh mate like, and, i swear uh, my whole life <laughs> been just comparing business to nutrition and training and i'm just like yeah, can you not see that it's the same fucking thing uh, oh my expectations god expectations and
0: is there, there so we'll start we'll start cool. with the first one and move gently on we'll keep it to a nice uh i don't know type 35 today shall we so oh yeah. go on then oh treat ourselves so Dan yeah. can get done by nine o'clock in the end of a little early on it could he it's half seven it was... mate I'll
1: be in bed well soon i be well will be well well early fucking yeah. hell
0: yeah I know it's what is it? it's only half four now this is usually what time we're actually getting on the call and then yeah. we'll just yeah
1: That's chat sick. shit for
0: an hour. So it's just interesting. Um all right, so it was just basically off like one there was one or two I guess uh, probably over the last like couple of months, yeah I've taken on a few and it tends to be on the female side um, on in terms of confidence in the gym. I think the guys sometimes laugh off, especially the people who I attract, um, I guess. And probably over the last couple of months, I've taken a few f- more female clients online, which is, I think is a big step as well because they tend to not go to – because I'm not about aesthetics whatsoever. And I, I guess I, I don't preach that, but I don't post anything about it um and i'll be like let's chase this goal or move like this and do this shit um and it was just interesting based off um a couple of them being like yeah i used to or have done in the past i care kind of a little bit i don't know not self-absorbed is not the word is it like a bit self-conscious about how you look in the gym and what you're doing in the gym um and whether people are watching you and obviously like me and you can give a fucking for like shit what people think of us in the gym, like,
1: or in life in general. In life, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's just yeah. like on the golf course. I don't, course. Em- yeah, I think, don't embarrass
0: yeah. very easily. Yeah. Like, I'm just like I'm over myself. I'm probably never going to see these humans again. Like, yeah. I don't give a shit. It's absolutely fine. I'm just like, I'm yeah. blinking their fucking life. It's fine. I'll give them a funny out, though, if they think I'm weird. It's fine. I yeah. don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, and that's my opinion on a lot of shit. It's just like, all right, well, nobody's going to fucking see it. It's like posting an Instagram thing. It's like, it's gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Your Instagram story is done tomorrow. Nobody's going to fucking, like, unless they screenshot it, like a weirdo and send it around the group of friends, but you don't know. Yeah. Right? Um, mm-hmm. So it's been a nice step and, like, some of them going, yeah, love the session, felt like a weirdo, but I'm gaining confidence from doing some of this stuff because they can see it relating to their goal and mm-hmm. going forward. And... I think it's just a cry of like, all right, yeah, that's also because we're doing stuff that you didn't do before. And you're basically moving away from the expectation of just like getting bored, just doing like terrible, terrible stuff, boring training that you are It's the whole repetitive nature of it and expecting different results as well. Mm -hmm. And they've finally gone like, actually, I'm not going to give a shit. And like I obviously I don't go, here's a load of mental things, off you go. But there's still little nuances and changes. And I'll be like, all right, you then do this here, do this here. I'm gonna change this slightly. I'm gonna make you jump. I'm gonna make you sprint, maybe. I'm gonna make you do like a different swing or these little pogo jumps, um, do all this movement prep. I'm not doing any mental stuff, but it's like, oh shit, people are gonna, what are they What what are they gonna think of me? I'm like, Phew you're going to end up scoring better better results so it's going to be fine and it's just like seeing that long-term goal and having that self-confidence I feel it's like I feel like it's a big confidence builder as well as trying something like that working towards your new goal because people like it's oh that's where it was relating from as well and I feel um from Ted Lasso because uh, what was that quote he did? He was like, um, there was people who used to like make fun or whatever or bully. Um, he was like, don't don't make fun, just be curious. Mm-hmm. He was like, not one of those bullies were curious; they just made fun of me and whatever. And he was like, not one of them was curious and asked mm-hmm. about what they were doing and seeing me, like from the other side of the know, the fence or other side on, on the other foot, right? So be curious. I think that's Ted Lasso.
1: I think with it as well, like we were saying before, is coaches are very, very quick to feel that way, but they're not related to their own audience in any way, shape or form. So, you know, coaches there, you know, you're asking them to do some movements in the gym that they feel a bit weird doing. Well, that's how your client feels doing a back squat.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, that's how your client feels when you tell them to take a a Tupperware with food in for, you know, cook some dinner from the night before and make two portions and take it to work because they're the only one not, you know, not having a a sandwich or a McDonald's. So I think for coaches, it's about, it's, it's pushing outside your comfort zone and doing, having a coach for your own training, your own diet, your own, whatever, and having it done slightly differently is definitely useful because you are pushed outside your comfort zone and you do realize what it's like to feel different because a lot of people don't like standing out you you know we don't give a shit like me and you and i also think that's also on a tangent here i also think that's why we're somewhat successful is because we just don't give a shit what people think i think that's what holds back so many people um then they don't they just don't want to stand out i i'd love standing out i i'd love to be different i just can't think of anything worse than being the same as everyone else but yeah same for some oh, yeah. reason people love being the, the, you know the same and I think that's the, the the main thing I would say. It's like, you know, it's even daft little things like I've got those fucking tie-dye socks that stick out like a sore thumb. I've got, you know, things like that. I just don't like. I just, I just quite like it. I quite like being different. Quite quite like not being the same as everyone else. And I think that you gotta remember the 99% of people would like fitting in. They like, you know, going on the radars. Why are they go to the gym and just do the same machines, the same things in the corners out of the way. And I think coaches need to do things like you, like you said there, like with your training, to, to realize what it feels like. To, to be one of their clients because they can relate to them better. They can then talk about it on in content. They can show them that actually, look, all the good stuff happens on the other side of that, et cetera, et cetera. All the stuff they do say. But I think you've got to remember is that your audience don't believe you because you've been doing it for years. If you actually did do something new, like take up golf, for example, and you share that, like they believe you a bit more. They believe that you're stuck with the process. They believe you've been consistent. They believe you've gone through that change. Um, so yeah, I think it's important that, that, that coaches regularly put themselves in that position. Like I'll never forget I will never forget that when I was in Bath and I knew that there was a, an adult basketball scrimmage thing on. It was in a, in a hall. I remember going up to the door, looking and thinking, ah, this is stupid. I'm not going to bother. just can't bother trying to make friends. can't bother trying to do that because I knew I'd stick out like a sore thumb. That's how people feel going to the gym. Yeah, That's how people feel prepping food and, and taking it with them to work, like like literally. And I had the same feeling. And that's when I was like, no, come on, you're just being a dick, blah, blah, and you, you get over it. But most people don't get over it. Uh, so I think coaches need to put themselves in those positions more regularly, for sure. Um, you know, going to events on their own, going to things on their own, doing things that they've never done before. Because they then get a sense of what it's like and then it's not quite as easy as just saying, oh, just go to the gym, pick, pick up some weights. <laughs> it's like, well, it's not quite as easy as that. Um, so yeah, I think it's important.
0: Because yeah, there'll be those, those clients and again, it's probably, it's usually females or then 100% those guys that get intimidated by being in the <laughs> weights room. And it's still <laughs> apparent, like it's still is a big thing. Um, and I know that like I've had one-to-one clients who just wouldn't go in there without me. Like mm-hmm. it's like, it's, Oh yeah. But it's big. I'm like, you can lift more than all of those guys in way better form mm-hmm. and whatever, but it's just intimidating because there's like lots of dudes in there fucking curling in the squat rack. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. But Let's try and coach them through that to get over that anxiety, but that's also coaching, right? So that's yeah. the personal side of all that shit. It's just like, right, well, we're just going to try and not give a shit. You're going to work towards what you're doing. Remember the gym is like your time. But yeah, you getting to know that and doing stuff outside your comfort zone is going to be massively beneficial for beneficial for comfort. That's probably why like me and you, like obviously we were like, all right, we're coaching bodybuilders. Better do a bodybuilding show then. Why not try it? Like don't I didn't you didn't want to? And I was like, I'm saying I was like, oh, i better do a powerlifting show. Oh, I'm training a lot of triathletes. I better do a triathlon then. Let's have a crack mm-hmm. at this. Like see what's going on. Oh, playing football. Oh, playing golf. Yeah, it's fine. Let's just have a little go at fucking things. And
1: and, and do you know what? Yeah, exactly that. And I think it's also why a lot of um I, I sort of say to a lot of coaches, if they want to really go down the route of body recomposition, they really want to help people get leaner, is to do a photo shoot because yeah. you realize you learn things no a photo shoot is not sustainable no it's not something that every single person should should aim for in their life but it's the next level up from what a lot of people want in terms of body recomp and getting leaner. and it's like you have to go through those phases to show someone what it's like to diet continuously for 20-25 weeks whatever you want decide to do because again people look at you and think well it's easy for you people think that about every single trainer oh, it's easy for you to say that you've not done it though then you do something like that and you push yourself to your limit. That is the equivalent, do you know what I mean, in in, in your head and, and and I suppose difficulty level. So I think it's really important to recognize what your niche is, who your niche is, and make sure that you're showing them that you regularly push yourself to the limits, you regularly try things. I, I, again, I'd like to think i do it a little bit with, with golf. Is like, I think there's 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 parallels you can draw on, on that with business and all this sort of stuff about not giving up, having bad days, still turning up anyway, and all this sort of shit that I could really go deep into, but I don't. I just more I, I just show it more so from a point of view of I'm continuously doing better and I'm practicing and I'm not just turning up randomly and going, oh, that was shit, and then not doing anything about it. There are parallels you can draw on that in life. And it's the same in all walks of life, Every, as we've just described around you know coaching and, and clients and in a second we talk about business and stuff like that is It's the same things. It's consistency, learning from mistakes, failing, failing fast, and playing to your strengths to a certain degree. Like it's just knowing what they are, tracking the data, looking at the data, making decisions based off that, and going again, and just not giving up. uh, You can, you can golf, you could fucking do darts, you could fucking do whatever you want. It's the same fucking thing.
0: (laughs) Why did you go for darts? Ted Lasso.
1: Ted Lasso, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. that's when he was talking about it, being curious. It's that whole thing of, again, it's, it's, it's showing that side. And again, I'm going to go off on a tangent here with coaches, but coaches don't share that side of their life outside of fitness enough. They don't share the fact that they play football or they do other things that make them more human and real because people want to see that you're not perfect and that you do fuck up because to them, you are perfect in the gym. To them, you do have a perfect diet. To them, they assume all those things. So when you start going down the route of challenging yourself, they relate to that because that's what they, it feels like to them. Fitness feels like that. Um, so I think it's really important, really, really important that you, you share those, those sides of, of, of what you're doing. And, and like you said there, Tom, if you're going to work with triathletes, do a triathlon.
0: <laughs> do
1: it. It's why Callum, so Callum Rastrick, one of the best bodybuilding coaches, he was training bodybuilders before he, he did anything. He competed and he competed for that very reason. I remember asking him, I said, so what are you doing? He's like, well, I've got to do it. I've got to go through the same things yeah. and know what it feels like. And I can now relate to them better. And it's like, 100% he can. He trains as hard as them initially, but then he'd never done the dieting bit. He'd done photo shoots and stuff, but he'd never actually done the stage bit. And it will instantly make him a better coach. Instantly make him a better coach. He's been there and done it and knows exactly what what it feels like, the anxiety, the emotions, the pressure, whatever it might be. You know those feelings. And again, coming back to to golf, it's the same fucking thing. It's like when you've got a putt on the line and you've got to do it for one of your best ever scores, it's the hardest putt in the world compared to like on a practice screen. It's fucking easy then. And no one can do that then. Not, Same sort of not, thing.
0: Not a damn, by the
1: way. Those yeah, not for me. The fattest puts
0: are the ones that you've yeah, fucked up most of the
1: yeah. it's, it's, just, it's just that that whole thing of like, you just have to experience it and go through it. And, and obviously we're talking about different emotions there, but it's come back to what you've talked about is it is, you know, to go in the gym and, bound around and jump around and do skips as warm ups it, it is It is. you are centre of attention people are looking at you because like, what the fuck is he doing yeah. Yeah, but
0: that's definitely. what
1: that's what people think is happening to them in the gym when they go and do basketballs because they can't do it properly so it, it does make you realise that you have to go through those emotions to be able to then sympathise and empathise with someone's situation which makes you a good coach which coaches don't f- People still think it's fucking hand out macros. We'll go to that in a second as well. You know, but being able <laughs> to actually coach someone is understanding the mental space they find themselves and being able to ask the right questions to get them out of it or to, to help improve them. Mm-hmm. Um th- th- And I think that can only come once you've been in those positions yourself. That is true. Mm.
0: Hard truth. I think. Nice. So we'll move on to, obviously, expectations, mate, because we were talking about this previously. Um Yeah, in terms yeah. of... Yeah. I guess this is is this is this was this more driven from like what was the mad story that uh, Mike was talking about this week as well, and uh, is the people making up? Oh, we heard, for, he like, heard a story. Tools?
1: Yeah, I he heard a story of, of someone who is working with a mentor, and the mentor told them to put their prices up massively. They then lost quite a few clients because they couldn't afford the prices. And then they weren't getting leads through the door. They're actually really struggling for leads. And someone asked them and said to them, oh, it looks like you're always doing really well though. You've always got loads of calls booked in. And they said, oh no, that's because so-and-so tells us to make up things in our calendar so it looks like we're busy and exclusive. And I was like, (laughs) well, that's going to do the exact opposite then, isn't it? Because if people think you're that busy, they're not going to to reach out to work with you and you don't have it. I was like unbelievable like tr- try to look <laughs> exclusive when you're not exclusive is just the most ridiculous thing in the world people um, people
0: always say that like, oh but you want scarcity you know And i'm like most people who i end up on a call with they just think, they assume they're like oh they'll uh, they'll ask but like the, the last client i had literally just turned up they're like oh do you have any space and i'm like yeah <laughs> of course i do fine yeah. It's like and, and that's oh, and because and that's
1: i do yeah. that's probably a byproduct so i posted it on my stories i posted it on my feed today i just said like Coaches seem really dead set against advertising. The fact they got spaces, like you're based on that example, you're bad at it as well, right? We can, can yeah, but
0: but uh, obviously, like every single time somebody says it to me, like I'm like fuck sake, then I'll put out a story, and I'm like, just FYI, I am fucking open. (laughs) I, I just,
1: I just don't see as a coach if you've got spaces and you genuinely want more clients as a coach, I don't see any reason why you're not posting three times a week saying that you've got spaces. They can come in various forms. They can come in a very, very hard push, softer push, a little small call to action, but there's no doubt in my mind that if you're looking for clients, it should be three. And, and, and this is what that post came about from, is it's like client, you know, I've got coaches I work with and they're like, Oh, I didn't manage to get any, any CTAs out this week. I only managed to get one or two, or I chucked it up and, you know, didn't really think about it. I'm like, okay, cool. Like what the fuck are you doing then? Because you can't sit here and moan and you don't have the clients that you want because you're not telling them that you've got them. And me and Mike did a whole, a whole training on this in the members group about course to action. And I think the reason coaches get worried about them is because people don't react to them instantly. They don't reply straight away. And I was, and I said that, do you think that Coca-Cola sit there, put an advert out on TV and look at their, look at their website? and be like, Oh, no one's ordered any Coke in the last 20 minutes after that advert went out. <laughs> no, they don't fucking do that. Like, obviously not. And I think that it's more a case of the awareness. It's yeah. making people aware that you have spaces, aware of how to reach out to get in touch with you about how to do those things. They may not do it there and then. And I think that that's what put, puts coaches off. They put out a call to action and go, oh, no one replied, responded to it. So there's no point of putting out another one. I'm like, well, you've completely missed the point of what, of what, what this is all about. But, you know, we the the point I wanted to make on, on this topic is, is again, it's around expectations. It's around like, I don't know what coaches think is going to happen when they decide to start being a PT or an online coach or, or, or they start this process because I think they put out a call to action and, and expect mountains of people to want to work with them, like herds of them to come out of the nowhere and, and, and hand over 200 pound a month. Like it's nothing. And, I just don't understand the entitlement. And you have to work really fucking hard to get people to to pay you money. You have to turn up for months and years on end to showing them that you prove to them that you're good at what you do, that you know what you're doing, that your service is worth £200, and that you're not going to just, you know, just a fly-by-night. Someone who put up some content on Instagram is going to be gone in a year's time. We've been doing this now for like, what's it been, nine years? I don't even know. It's no i mean coaching and training in general all oh, like, right yeah. right
0: like, yeah i i well i don't know let's say let's say not pro sport just so just in yeah just people uh how do i i'm thirty two
1: yeah i, I joined as first as base
0: as well. when i was twenty two so yeah so i was
1: twenty three so i was a year older than you right when, yeah, when yeah. i joined so, so yeah same. Ten, so it's eleven ten, so it's eleven ten, years. Ten
0: years ten years 23, many, 11 ten, years
1: thirty four i'm
0: Alright, that's but mad. I'm gonna go. With, I'm going
1: to go with but, ten years ish. Okay, go, but, let's go. Let's say ten years. <laughs> right, let's
0: say ten years. Well, very, very sad, too old, like, fuck <laughs> too old. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but like, it, it's the level of it's the level of entitlement that someone thinks that somehow they don't they shouldn't have to do that ten years. They shouldn't have to worry about that. And look, by hiring someone, by hiring a coach or a mentor, yeah, you can fast track things a bit because you learn from their mistakes. But yeah, what makes you think that you're not going to have to go through maybe a year or two of that yourself? and just land on your feet and just you put out a call to action and everyone's going to reply to it everyone's going to respond to it um, it's not like that and it, and and the thing that frustrates me the most is that coaches say exactly the same things to their clients oh well you expect after four weeks to, to have a six pack <laughs> don't be stupid so <laughs> well you expect after a year to have like 20 kilos of muscle <laughs> Don't be stupid and I'm sat there like yeah and I'm like I just want to hold up a mirror and be like well you expected 20 online clients in your first year of signing up by, by doing two Instagram posts a week
0: okay so and we haven't they, got it just, right, so just what like and and let's be brutally honest like in terms of when they're posting and stuff like that they will be competing with people like us let's say that like because yeah. we, we are online coaches and stuff like that it's so mm-hmm. like the competition can be like fierce right but then they'll be like all right why are they why are they gonna choose you for if you're doing that two posts a week Without yeah. the social proof or whatever content, yeah. But don't get disheartened by that. Hundred percent. I don't like. We we're talking about it. It's like I don't really push for clients at all. Really, I'm just like. But I know how many I want to pick up per month. Um, but it's just like, what are you gonna do to stand out? It's just like, all right. Well, Tom and Dan are doing that. Right, I've got to do that better. It's like, look at those guys and do better. It's just like, all right.
1: And you, you've got to turn up like again because it's that whole thing of like people just. People just flit in and out. They do three weeks of content. And then they go, oh, I didn't really do anything that week because we on holiday. Okay, cool. Well, that's a week where people have forgotten about you because you've only been yep. posting for three weeks. So you now have to go again. You have to build up that consistency that know, like, and trust, like. And and we've been, you know, I've been on holidays and I've still posted content. I've been on ho- I barely take holidays, I've, you know, all this sort of stuff. And I've got coaches that take holidays every fucking three weeks. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like That's how you want to live your life. But... Don't complain when you're not where you want to be and don't complain when you're comparing yourself to other people who aren't taking those holidays and aren't doing all those things. And before we came on, I I talked about how the, you know, the the top 1% of any industry will always be the top 1%. Like it will always be that way. And part of it is going to be genetics. Part of it is going to be, you know, standard of of coaching, whatever. Some of it's going to be, you know, quality. But what I mean by the top 1% is that there will always only be 1%. No matter how big the pool is, it's always going to be 1%. So if it's 100 people, there'll be one person, 100,000 people, 1,000 people, right? It will be that there's top 1%. And unfortunately, the other 99% can't be in it. By definition, they literally can't be in it. It's the top 1%. And I think a lot of coaches come into this and they look at people at the top 1%. And what they don't realize is the top 1% are people with 40 clients. That's top 1% in online coaching, whether you'd like it or not. Like, trust me, they're the, they're the stats. They, you're in the top 1%. Same with PT. The dropout rates are so, so high with PT. If you're a PT for longer than three years, you're in the top 1%, top 1% and you're making a half decent living because that's how you must be because you made a half decent living because you carried on doing it. So to start off, you're comparing yourself to the 1% and you're going, I'm not where they are. And it's just the entitlement and the arrogance to assume that you don't have to do those two or three years of just absolute graft and to go, I want to take this weekend off. I want to take this bank off. Okay, cool. Do that. Do that. I didn't when I was starting out, but you can do that. That's fine. I'm not saying I'm in the 1%. I mean, I technically probably am, but I don't, I'm not saying that I'm amazing or I'm better than, than, than anyone else. But there comes a point where you kind of go, well, you have to match the work rate. You have to match the effort. You have to match the hours, the posts, all that sort of stuff. Because even then you may not have the talent that other people have got. So you may not even reach the top 1% even to get close yeah. to it. It's the same with like to about of- golf. Like it's, it's the top 1% of golf is is... I'm never going to be on the PGA Tour in a million years. I could play as much as them, and I could practice as much as them, and I can get as close as I physically can get. But I'm still never going to get there. It doesn't mean I'm not going to try and be the best that I can be. But it's almost like coaches are looking at that going, "Well, I'm never going to be at that. So I'll just give up now. I'll just stop now. What's the point?" And and there's just this massive disconnect between like, again, what what they expect and 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 what they put in and how long they put it in for. It's more the how long they put it in for that like, I can't get my head around.
0: And I feel like, so if you do like a little evaluation, it was something that we did on the PT core as well. And people (laughs) way overinflated certain things. So we got everybody when we onboarded, I don't know whether there's something maybe like you do, something I do with when I take on my mentor guys, it's like, we, I get them to rate out of five. They're kind of like highly fucking good at it, or they think they're fucking terrible at it. Right. And it'll be like marketing. Instagram CTAs, their nutritional education, their coaching uh, education, their training education, their sales pitches—they're this and there's an overinflation of people who think they know about training and nutrition. And that speaking from me is like maybe that's more—that's one. I knew this because I was like, that's my fucking element. Like, if you're talking about mm-hmm. training and coaching to me, and you don't, I would rate myself for a four out of five. I'm not the mm-hmm. best. I'm pretty fucking good, but that's where I know I can retain clients. And I'm like, but it's like, all right. Was, everybody was like rating them at fives. So I'm like, I qualified you fucking three weeks ago. There's no way you are anywhere. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, and then there were, obviously, everybody was saying, oh shit, at say sales and stuff like that. And it's like, all right, we'll pick those weak links. and pick the weak links and just go at them. But they will not but that was the issue. Mm-hmm. It's just like, all right, well, dude, every I'd, I'd implore everybody to do it and just have a little realization and sit back. What are the aspects of – that's why um, when we created PT Core, so I'm not affiliated with uh, – still affiliated with PT Collective, but that's my course, right? Um, And we created, the, like, the seven core components of personal training. And we were like, these are the things you have to be shit hot at. I was like, only one of them was training. And only one of them was nutrition. The rest was fucking like marketing and stuff like that. Give yourself a rating and then pick that weak link and go after it and be like, cool. Because that's what's going to get you into that 1%. Say, be the best 1%. I think I'm in the 1% for training. Hands down. I think I'm in the 1% for coaching. I'm nowhere fucking near on lead gen, sales, CTAs, marketing. Or I'm like, that's where I need to get better. 100%.
1: But at the same time, at the same time, your marketing though is your training.
0: That's that's, what you push and you're marketing them because you're good at it, right?
1: And all that sort of stuff. And it's I'm just like, all right. So
0: that's yeah, where I'm gonna attract my clients because they're like, all right, you're doing that, you're doing that, all right, you're living the thing. What I want to be able to do, blah blah blah. So it's just like, all right, I know when I do an exercise, it's gonna be fucking good. Like mm. I know how I move, but anything like that, but
1: yeah. It's, it's. I saw a Gary Vee video. I shared it into our members group. Gary Vee posted a video and he was meeting these this couple, and they were at uh, Vcon, which is his big convention where I think it's content and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. Yeah, um, amazing. So anyway, he's there with this with this nice couple. You can tell that they're really enthusiastic, really passionate. And they're like, oh my God, I'm so pleased to meet you. And he's like, Oh, great. How are things going with you guys? Oh, great. You know, we um we own this um, this company and we want to be known as the world's best mental health provider. We believe that every single person should have amazing mental health and we are gonna, we want to take over the world. We want to make sure that our message gets out there to the world. We believe it's the best thing ever. And he was like, Okay, cool. How many posts a week are you making? And they went, Oh, well, you know, we're working really, really hard. And he went, interrupted them. He went, how many posts a week are you making? Well, you see, so we're looking at these things. I'll ask again for a third time. How many posts a week are you making? Well, we're doing about one a week. And he went, I'm done. Like, he's like, you're fucking full of shit. He's like, and he was like, he was doing it in a nice way. And he just said, you're telling me you want to change the fucking world with one post a week. He's like, he's like you're, you're ridiculous. And then they were trying to make, make excuses that they were really busy in the business. And he got out his phone, hit record and went, what do you want to say to the world? And they went, we believe everyone should have mental health. He's like, no, no, no. Say something lower than that. Oh, uh, we think that people should really embrace mental health on everybody. No, too big. He's like, what can one thing that someone do today if to be better than their mental health? Oh, breathing techniques, all this sort of shit. Anyway, so he got it down. He said, well, you've just done it in 30 seconds. You tell me you're too busy. You're full of shit. He's like, but it's so true. You've got all these people who say, I want to take over the world. I want to be the world's best. And then he asked them the question of well, what I actually did about it. Nothing. They come up people and coaches are great at this, by the way. They are fantastic at coming up with their offer. They wanna they wanna make sure their systems are all good. They wanna make sure their spreadsheets look great. They wanna yeah. make sure that they have all the best, the best resources to give their clients because they are fucking scared of going out onto social media and posting what they really think about, about stuff into the world. They'd rather make a camera image with nice little pretty pictures on than post a video of them talking because it's scarier. And again, I come back to what we talked about before. That's how your clients feel. So how what do you think your clients think when they see your videos on Instagram? They think that person's confident enough to go on camera. That's great. They're, they're overcoming these things, right? They're in a position of authority. And it just winds me up. It really winds me up that I, that I have to speak to coaches on, on a regular basis. Um, that want all these things but aren't prepared to do the work for it and 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 it's almost like Gary V is there going well you're full of shit because what you say and what you do are two completely different things and it's the same thing that coaches say to their clients well you say you want a six-pack but you're not prepared to diet for it well you've got to pick one do you know what I mean you've got to either carry on as you are or you you want that diet and I just find myself saying the same things to, to coaches all the time is like if You want to take over the world, if you want to be a fully booked online coach, it's going to take longer than three, four months, six months, a year. <laughs> it's going oh. to take longer than that. And I'm sorry to burst your bubble. I'm sorry that it's, it's it's probably not what you want to hear, but it's exactly the same thing you tell a client who came in and said they wanted a six-pack abs and they wanted loads of, loads of muscle and they look like a bag of shit. That's what you'd say to them. And yeah, it's it's just it's just one of those things. Maybe it's been built up over all these all these weeks and months, but. I feel like it needs to be said, and I feel like there's just – I implore any coach who's still listening to this. If you are still listening, you probably switch off by right now because you hate me right <laughs> Just check. Just check yourself and just check that you're not having this, like, entitlement and that you're not just assuming you deserve all this stuff. Like, just make sure that you're doing all the right things. You're ticking the boxes. You're turning up. You're learning. You're learning from your mistakes. You're not procrastinating. You're not sacking it off. You're not just – half arse in your day's work and you're on your phone half the time really not actually doing anything and make sure that you're investing in yourself and make sure that you're actually putting your money where your mouth is like you tell your clients to do like you tell people on your audience oh yeah you need to invest in something to be better at it make sure you're doing that as well because trust me even with investing even with having help it's still going to take longer than you think like that's the reality of it I'll get off my soapbox now. But anyway, it's just it's it's just that thing of like I think people compare themselves to guys like us who've been in the industry ten years and go, oh, that'd be nice to have that. Okay, well get to work then. Like,
0: put it in expectation, right? So Dan's of I feel like you're obviously in the one percent of like obviously Dan's my best mate, right? But obviously he's right up there in terms of online coaching. I've only been really been online coaching. I wrote down when I restarted basically online coaching, right? When I left PTC so i kicked everything in when i joined i went into education i still do education but it's not my main focus anymore but i restarted in basically february 22 i think that was when i took my first clients on Mm -hmm. i think what are we in 23 now cool um and just let's just put a expectation and numbers on there right so i'll be really i'll be completely transparent On certain things, right? So I think I'm just looking at what I think my churn rate is. I'm not gonna get on my fucking stripe, but or my spreadsheet of words. I think I probably lose a one client every three months, right? But that's down, I'm assuming you would say that's pretty fucking good because people don't really piss off. Basically, people stay Mm -hmm. for a good amount of time, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I would say people stay with me for about 12 months. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would say I only look for about this is obviously I'm from a different position where I have clients in person already mm-hmm. and I do other stuff. Um, but online I probably only look for maybe two to three signups a month. That's it. I'm happy yeah. with that growth. Like because I know I can scale it, I know I can go through it. I have other stuff that I'm doing. It's fine. And I have I have different plans than just becoming like Mike with a hundred and fucking Billion yeah. like online billion clients. clients. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be that. But, I want to but, run events. This is this is the this
1: is the key right? thing though. This is the key thing, like you said there, Tommy. You know those numbers. Coaches don't know those numbers. They don't understand any of that stuff. They don't know where they're at. And you're looking at those numbers there. So you get, let's say, you get two in a month,
0: right? Two a month, I'd say. So that's it's six every three. Normal, that's right? six
1: every three months, and then you churn one every three months. So that means you get net yeah. five every three months, which means in a year you get twenty clients. Yeah. Right. And that is you with your experience, your knowledge, your ability. You know your background in PT or that sort of stuff, right? And, and admittedly, if you pushed harder, you probably could get more. But you're happy with that rate. Of I work, reckon.
0: Right? I reckon if I pushed, I could double that. I reckon.
1: Double that. Yeah. Pretty so easy so so that is that's you, right? Let's just say 20 though, because that's what you wanted. So you've got 20 yeah. in a year. 20 online clients in a year. I get coaches come to me want 20 clients within four months. I, yeah. I shit you not. I ask because I say to them, what your expectations within the first month, first three months, end of the year, whatever, right? So they expect 20 in, in four months, and then they expect to be fully booked at, say, 40 within 12. And these are guys who don't have your experience, don't have your knowledge, don't have any of that. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, come on. This is you. This is you. Being... And I say, I, I have to say to people all the time, if you get a net client of two a month net, so that means you might lose one or two or whatever, but net two a month, you are on the road to success and you will be a very, very successful online coach. And right. for some people, it's not good enough. Not good. And half the time, do you know why it's not good enough? Because their churn rate is so much higher than it should be. Because they to get two net a month, they have to actually sign up four or five. Yeah, And that's where a lot of coaches go wrong is that they're not actually coaching people very well the systems aren't in place again some of the content's not set up right and I think that's where for me and you the, the experience comes in because you have the confidence in your service in your knowledge you know what you're doing you know exactly how to talk to people you know how to coach people you've got the experience to back it up I think
0: it's also I, 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 I'm I probably guilty of it as well my systems are fine they could be better but it's like also oh, I, I do 20 sessions of in person at like a week as well because it,
1: mm. it but you have the results to back it up it's not. good
0: fucking money Dan that's why so um, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah I do that but it's just like alright but I'm so confident in the ability to talk to people and be able to point them in the right direction mm-hmm. and if they voice note me i'm going to be able to come up with an answer or i have the network to get them in front of someone who does have the answer already and i'm just like cool, cool, cool. but it'll happen this week yeah. i have an ultra runner i'm just like all right speak to this person please they'll see you tomorrow we'll come out with an answer two days afterwards and then we would be flying cool all right we have the reactiveness of that kind of stuff but that comes with 10 years of fucking doing it as well, just like I've already exactly, seen
1: exactly that, and, and you know, you've got but you also have the results behind you, and then your clients have the confidence in you because you've they got the social proof, they know that you're going to do a good job, and all this sort of stuff. So, look, it always is harder when you're first starting out because clients are a little bit more flaky, they maybe don't have the full confidence in you, and all that sort of stuff. So, when you look at these numbers, like it it's two net a month for a new coach is absolutely phenomenal. It means within yeah. a year, you're gonna have 24 clients those people are paying you 150 pounds. That's a pretty decent wages. It's, it's above the average wage in the, in the UK, I believe. Um, yeah, it is 43,000 a year. Like it, that, that's just what grinds my years. from in theory, if you went from
0: zero of online coaching to 43 grand a it's year in online it's not coaching. not good enough
1: for people, you know what I mean? And, and that's pretty but good. Like, so I, I, <laughs> I say this to clients regularly. I say, if you go from naught, you go from naught to 25 K in your first year of online coaching, you've had a very, very good year. Very, very good year, and it's not. For, and again, because in today's world, it's not good enough. People want instant gratification, and it all comes stems from this instant gratification, this instant need to want people now, to want everything now, and they they're just not prepared to wait for it, and that's what actually ruins their their chances. Again, the social proof now they want all those things now, so they probably push them harder. They probably don't coach them as effectively because they're always on them, they're nagging them, and the client feels like I actually can't bother with this. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave. And, and it's again; it can come from this lack of patience in 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 coaching and lack of patience in their business. That means they don't actually get to where they want to be because they want to get there too quick. Which sounds ridiculous. It's an oxymoron. It sounds like it shouldn't be yeah. the case, but it is. It is the case that you don't. And it's the same with fat loss. And you say this to clients all the time. All that sort of stuff. It's managing those expectations. Um, yeah, I'm going to write that down. Actually, that's a really good thing I just said, wasn't it? What did I, just say?
0: <laughs> I guess it's um, also a case of like, all right. Place deviled advocate yeah. down. Um, let's say you don't do it as much, but obviously your business partner does it and will post about how many clients that person's all um like signed up and stuff like that. Is that then related? The person's looking at that, then they'll come to you and yeah. then that's the expectation.
1: Yeah. Because there's, there's obviously you're then
0: you're gonna the do it, like you and Mike are gonna post about it like that, because you're showing that somebody can get that result but is it drawing the expectation for people who think they will be able to do that straight away?
1: Yeah, yeah. and I think that the, the thing with it is, is the, the struggle there is, is, is it's, it's down to, so I said this to a client today on check-in. They were asking to the say, they said the same thing. They said, oh, I saw that Mike posted someone who signed up 15 clients this in their yeah. first month of coaching, right? And I said, yeah, but did you see anything else that they posted on Because Mike posted the whole thing. So they had 44,000 Instagram followers. There was something like yeah. three, 4,000 email list and they already had something like 60 clients, right? So I was like, okay, let's extrapolate that. Okay. If you had 4,000 followers and 300 email list subscribers, that's 1.5 clients in the first month. So as a percentage it's exactly what you would expect. Again, based on number of clients that you currently have, if you, you may have only had six clients instead of 60. So if you just divided all that by 10 and you worked out 10% of it, then the numbers match up. Again, it comes down to some of these people are doing good things already in their business and that sort of stuff. And, I find it really difficult because I, I do find it hard because I, I'm the reason that I post less social proof than Mike is for that very reason. I feel I don't want to get people's hopes up with it. Yeah. And and it's bad and it's and it's not good. And I need to get over that fear of mine because I feel like I want to post the context of, well, this guy's been coaching for three years already. He needed a bit of a hand. He was already on 20 clients. He got up to 28 in his first four weeks, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's doable. For, for, yeah. Again, if I if I worked with you, let's say I mentored you, and it was starting from scratch, starting from now, and I said, right, Tom, you're going to do three CTAs over the next six weeks. I want you to do this, this, and this, this. You would get 10 clients, and I'd be able to go, oh, look, Tom's got 10 clients. But I can't then post, well, he also has 10 years' experience. He worked in football. He did all these things. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of down to people as well, like to, to recognize, well, when you're coaching, you post your client doing a photo shoot and getting in, in great nick but you don't say they've been training for 10 years. They're spot on their macros all the time. They're like a robot. You don't, you leave that bit out and it's kind of like, well, coaches need to wise up and go, well, we're not going to do the same thing then with, with people that get good results. It's like, well, what, what can you do? And you're obviously going to post your better results and better transformations yeah. and things like that. And I, I try really hard to make sure that I post to people who are doing well, but, have been consistently grinding. So I post the guys that have been doing me for 12 months and I'm like, well, they've gone from five to 20. Cause I'm like, that is fucking brilliant. It needs to be celebrated more. And I agree. It does need to be celebrated more. You yeah. know, people that have grown from 800 followers to 3000 that needs to be celebrated because it's hard to do. And, and, and that's, that's my tactic. But then the flip side of that is you attract what you put out. So Mike puts out more of those people. So then he attracts more people with bigger followings, more clients. So they get more success, more results. If I post more of that other stuff, I get more people who are around that mark. So they need to come with an expectation. Well, I'm going to be where I want to be in 12 months, not 12 weeks. So again, it's that whole thing of it's hard because I do feel like, well, am I contributing to those expectations being bad or wrong or whatever? You know, it's, it's, it's true. Like I do, I do understand it. Um, But then again, at the same time, I say to coaches, well, stop posting your best transformations. And you go, well, no, it's my, my social proof. I'm like, well, there you uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> Rise up to it. You know, you're not everyone's going to get that same result, right? Yeah. 100%. But it's also the entitlement of thinking, well, I'm going to get that then because they've posted it. So I'll get it. It's like, well, yeah. well no. If I just I work with them, want. then it'll be fine. Yeah. It's like, nah, it's mm. fine. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
0: Obviously, I had like a little kickstart. I worked with a little mentor for the first, like, Three four months and then i'm just like this this is shit um we always say it is but yeah not i just found the whole experience very underwhelming if i'm really honest Mm. and i was like
1: i I, I, tom you said you weren't gonna say what it was like working with me come on mate
0: (laughs) they point basically they pointed me in the right direction but then i realized the coaches they were working with no offense were very junior compared to maybe what i've been doing for the last Mm. however many years right so i was just like mm. okay i'm the room. Re- remove myself from this room because yeah i w- wasn't really big bollocks but i was just like actually i'm not getting. i'm not inspired by any of this shit so yeah, yeah that was what i was looking for so anything else so yeah i ended up talking to other people instead no so, get more free advice instead and just use that yeah uh, it's advice, fine it's, you all, implement- it's all out there i free
1: advice is great as long as you implement it correct
0: yeah so it's just any advice is fucking good as long as you implement it like no matter if you yeah pay five grand for it like, pay, on, like, honestly 50p. like
1: honestly like you could not sign up with me and you could implement everything that i've ever said in this podcast and you'd do okay you'd but people don't yeah, people don't, don't. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> yeah, members group we've got the members group it's only 100 pound a month everything in there we talk about is there and when you sign yeah. up one-to-one coaching we literally hold you accountable to watching the videos and doing what we say that right. it's, it's it's the same with training and nutrition it's all out there everything you need is out there it's just that you don't do it you need that accountability usually um it's the same with everything in life but yeah anyway we've run it anyway
0: we've we've we have ran it that type 35 has turned into a type 50 so that was good, know, <laughs> good. <laughs> all right um any other business Dan not, sure not you know. for me
1: all good not um, from you. yeah just um well well next not next week but the week after we're gonna have to I'll be in the UK I'll be at Mike's I don't think I'll be able to podcast so we might have to do um a couple next week or something maybe at some point I'll do a live one at your event, I'll be like,
0: doing a yeah. solo. I'm going to
1: walk around with one of those road mics. Mike, right sent me, but, Mike sent me a message about that. He's like, Tom, no, he's, he's um, bought three tickets by mistake. I was like, he's not bought by mistake. I was like, he's bringing people with
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Bringing two of my mentor boys, yeah. Because I was yeah. like, oh, we will a fun night, fun day out. So I was just like, yeah, you can go to this and watch these idiots. Fun day I'd like, be more more applicable than anything else. But yeah, I'm saying the leads no it's that yeah, Dan yeah. hasn't invited me so
1: I've got to stay in what Leeds by done. myself so put you down on the list mate do not you worry you were down on the list awful so we I'm going to stay, gonna stay in well, I don't know where we're staying we're staying in the hotel somewhere
0: I don't know I can't remember I think well, I haven't a, it yeah, but I was booking an Airbnb uh, mainly because yeah hotels meh I like Airb- I like doing Airbnbs I like having a flat I don't know why do you? Yeah, well, there you go. yeah so I can roam around and just be like yeah what's going on it's good. I feel like I've got more space to open, like wake up to basically rather than just like, I'm I sitting here. Uh, it's like you and Mike, Ma- you, you see and Mike will be uh, spooning anyway. So that's fine. Always. Um, cool. No business from me guys. Obviously we'll say it. We're both open for business. Cause yeah, <laughs> you ever want to get, get coached? Um, yeah. Just reply to an email or a fucking Instagram message. It's absolutely fine. Cool. Nice system, guys. I'll okay. catch you next week.
1: See you later.